Joining me to look at the equity space is Martin Smith from Anchor Capital. Thank you so much for your time, Martin. Now, it's been quite a, a weird week, I guess, because you've seen kind of a change in narrative in market sentiment where we started off with uh, risk on sentiment where everything was hunky-dory. We were in this bubble of rainbows thinking that the Fed uh, will slow down uh, with interest rate hikes, but also maybe even cutting rates at least in the second part uh, half of this year. But now you've kind of seen a dramatic shift where now a lot of people are starting to come in uh, to say that we might not actually even get interest rate cuts this year because inflation really does uh, seem like it will remain sticky. So do you think that this risk-off sentiment is back? I hope it's not back. It, it seems like um, people are getting nervous again. I was actually enjoying my job for the first couple of weeks of the year <laughs> All of us. Um, and things were going well. And yeah, absolutely. But um, I think it's some of it's a little bit of maybe profit taking. Things have run very hard, specifically uh, on the back of the, the fourth quarter we saw last year in terms of performance. But again, there are lots of things still um, kind of plaguing investors' minds, whether it be CPI, interest rates, recession. So I think investors are feeling nervous again a little bit, maybe taking a bit off the table after the run we've seen. Uh, I don't think we are in the woods just yet. I think locally we're still looking a bit better because valuation helps us a little bit. But I think that nervousness will continue. And I think we'll see that seesaw continue through throughout the rest of the year. Because again, we're not out the woods just yet. Yeah. So that's the thing. You mentioned a profit taking. And I wonder if this is just a completely um, sell-off trade or is it maybe also uh, investors kind of cautious and nervous about going back into the market again and kind of maybe uh, waiting for when things are certain in terms of how the economic situation is looking like? I think you're completely right with, with, with what you just said. And even in the office, we're debating and guys are saying, how much should we be invested? Should we have 80%? Should we keep 20% cash yeah. in case we see the market come off again? Because again, like I mentioned in the beginning, we aren't out the woods yet. There's still a lot that can happen good and bad. So to have a little bit of cash probably isn't the worst thing from a portfolio or investment construction perspective, because if you do see a bit of a pullback, you've then got some money to deploy. So again, people are cautious, especially on the back of last year. Last year was a tough year. You've got recency bias also being a thing where people are just nervous. They don't want to get burnt like they did last year. So I think the right thing to do is to stay invested, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to, to have a little bit of cash um, mm. in case we see a bit of a sell-off. Talking about getting burned, Mr. Price is one of the counters that has been getting quite burnt uh, recently, even though we have seen, I mean, pretty stellar numbers from them uh, in at least the last year. So they came out with a trading update uh, saying that uh, they've had a, a record quarterly performance in sales because of the inclusion, uh, finally, of Studio 88 and, and obviously all the other acquisitions, including Yappy Chef, uh, that uh, they, they've gotten uh, recently. Those have recorded double-digit uh, growth figures. But that share price down uh, after the announcement about 7%. And I'm just wondering, what is it that uh, markets aren't liking about Mr. Price right now? So I think it's two things. So one, you mentioned the numbers kind of optically look, uh, look pretty decent. Mm. But if you exclude that Studio 88 um, acquisition specifically, and like you said, Yappy Chef also contributing. But if you look at the core Mr. Price business, X, these new acquisitions, it's actually quite a weak trading update. Mm. That coupled with the outlook that they've given around uh, difficult economic uh, in the environment going forward, you've got load shedding, you've got a constrained consumer, you've got 
maybe interest rates picking their head up a little bit more uh, in, in the next couple of weeks. They're painting a bit of a negative picture going forward from an outlook perspective. So weak at the core, outlook not looking great, still trading relatively cheap relative to its kind of five-year history at about a 13 times multiple versus historically a kind of 15, 16. So it's okay, but I can see why why investors have sold it off because maybe they're saying, we don't need to be there for the for the next little while. And I think the share will continue to trade sideways for the next little while. Mm. Um, again, not looking the greatest going forward from an outlook perspective. Yeah, Even exactly. One that we think is a good business on yeah. a longer term view. Quite a lot of nervousness directed at the consumer facing stocks. Even yesterday, I was having a conversation with Bank of America, and they were actually saying that they are very cautious about playing the consumer, and they'd rather play banks so quite an interesting dynamic there would you play Karoo? Uh, they seem to be uh, on quite a roll uh, so talking about record quarterly performances they've had another record quarter as well uh, strong cash um stronger net subscriber additions um clean balance sheets over there and they've got enough room to invest into uh, their other business units that fall under uh, or outside of car track would you say that at this point Karoo could maybe be a defensive stock I think you're right insofar as your the rhetoric around growth in this business. They keep putting runs on the board and um, doing well in different geographies, not just the South African side of car track. So that's always been quite a positive for the group and why it's, it's been quite a well-liked share. Um, from some of the estimates I've seen from analysts, it's not widely covered, mm. but they say that this, this number that they gave, yes, their quarterly number was a, a little light. So that is something just to keep an eye on. Would I be getting into it here? Personally, I think there's other places to look and, and find value on the market. I think we've, we've got quite a few options at the moment. But again, they keep putting the numbers on the board. They keep um, mm. putting growth out in, in quite a difficult environment and doing it across uh, different geographies. So that's, that's obviously quite positive. Yeah. Martin, how, what are you making of the saga that's going on at Fortress right now. There's so much. Um, we don't have enough time to outline everything that's happened, but basically uh, there have been these efforts to collapse that dual share structure to a single share structure. You've had the shareholders voting. Um, sometimes you're seeing the share scheme being in favor of the A shares, sometimes the B shares. No one is agreeing. And do you kind of maybe see a disconnect between shareholders and actual management? Because it seems that at this point, management is like, well, we've given the shareholders the share scheme, the proposals and the platform um, to, to vote. And yet the outcomes lead to us not being able to pay a dividend and eventually with our, our, our REIT status being removed. Yeah, so I phoned our property analyst. I wanted to ask him one quick question on Fortress earlier yeah. today. I said this can take 30 seconds. We spoke <laughs> for about 15 minutes because there's obviously lots of different nuances there. Yeah. But I think in terms of the A and the B, the, the A has always been kind of historically seen as a safe place to get that, that income distribution. Yeah. Obviously, with what's happened now and unforeseen circumstances around COVID, it's actually been better for the B shareholders yeah. because you have uh, retained earnings, which can be reinvested into other projects and the like, where the A side of things, which we're looking to get um, obviously the income distribution, now with the REIT status um, being what it is, obviously it's been negative for, for that shareholding yeah. of, of the company. So it's it's been better for B than for A, given that they can invest in other things while, while, uh, while not a REIT and while, yeah. and while they don't distribute those earnings. 
how long that stays like that, I don't know. Mm. Uh, Fortress on the fundamentals, some of the parts kind of valuation still looks like there's value there. Mm-hmm. About 70% of it is nappy. Um, so I think there is a case made to own it. It just depends on what your view is on how long the read status is going to be where it is at when yeah. you go for the A or the B share. Yeah, true. All right. So, well, let's get to your stock pick for today, Martin. Uh, nice and simple. Uh, British American Tobacco, we're buying that now. Shares come up a little bit in the last couple of weeks, giving you quite a nice entry point. It's looking relatively cheap versus other kind of defensive stocks, which have been very expensive globally. So that gives you a nice entry point into that theme and also a, a good hard currency dividend yield in this environment. So yeah, British American Tobacco. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time and for your insights, Martin. Uh, that was Martin Smith from Anchor Capital.